21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. When I go into companies, I feel as though many of the owners that I work with are on autopilot. They're like, they come into work, head down into their business, and they're not looking up, they're not seeing what's going on. And, you know, they never, they wonder why they never get anywhere. They wonder why they never scale up their business or they get home at night, they're exhausted. Maybe they're not making much money. So it's like, yeah, they're on autopilot. So when I go into companies, I'm saying, well, hey, let's lift your head up. You know, let's figure out what's going on around you. Let's, let's take you out of the business and let's just become a little bit more intentional every single day. So, uh, yeah, when I hear autopilot, that's what springs to mind. And what about you? Be honest. Be honest? Um, I mean, I definitely like my uh, consistent pattern. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, I like my, my, like my exercise. I like my meditation every day. Uh, I definitely like my routines. But, you know, when I have an opportunity to do something that's crazy and like once in a lifetime, I will jump all over that. Like an like, example. You know, example, I've been skydiving. I've done um, diving with sharks in South Africa. I've been, um, you know, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, gone on a safari. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, hey, you only live once. What's the main um, experience during that particular time? I, I just exhilarating, um, just be having that ability or even humility to be able to be able to experience opportunities like that. Because when I look at a lot of my my friends or people I grew up around when I was at an early age, and they're still within their same neighborhood. I mean, I just, I'm really thankful. I mean, every day I, I do my planner and I'm just very thankful of the opportunities that are provided to me. So, yeah, I mean, I, I love the thrill. I'm, you know, a rugby player. I'm, I, I like exhilaration. I like putting my thing on the line, but um, I think I'm just really thankful I have those opportunities. Can you help me understand what's the Ironman race? So the Ironman races, I, um, you know, went from soccer to rugby. My body started to break down a little bit from all those hits. So I started to run and then got into triathlons, you know, with the swimming, biking, running. And I was doing some smaller races and I was terrible, especially swimming. I literally uh-huh. could swim one length of the pool doing breaststroke. And eventually just being around some other high-performing people who kept on pushing me, I eventually thought, well, maybe I can do an Ironman. So an Ironman race is 2.4-mile swim, 112-mile bike, and then it's a full marathon. And I did my first one in 2009, mm-hmm. which, again, was totally not on my radar. So almost when I started to write my book, I thought, well, you know what, if, if again, I don't, I just consider myself very fortunate to be able to be put in good situations. But, you know, here I am, uh, just a regular guy from Scotland. And I'm now, you know, four Ironmans. I've had this successful business, a beautiful family. It makes me 
promote that message that I feel as though people put their mind to it, that they can almost go after whatever they want to go after. What's uh, crossing that finish line for you? Sense of satisfaction, a sense of exhilaration, huge sense of achievement. And when I talk about the Ironman mindset, it's when, when you have those bad days, either at the office, or maybe there's a mechanical issue in the bike, or you do a long run and you're just, you have injuries. Going across that finishing line and meeting my family on the finish line, I have three young kids and for them to be able to like, just see the looks in the faces. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just an unbelievable sensation. can we use that knowledge and implement it in a daily business routine? I think setting on a daily basis, I feel that these days too many people are sucked into other people's agendas, especially when they go into their inbox. You know, they go into their inbox and suddenly they're like 100% head down into their inbox. And what I'm promoting is before you even go to your inbox, write down your planner and figure out how can I be intentional about every single day? What are some of those mini goals that you can achieve to be improve your health, that can improve your wealth and can improve your, your relationships as well? So set those small mini daily goals and then celebrate them at the end of the day. What does it mean intentional for you? Is it getting into awareness or being in contact with, with yourself? Or how, how can I be, how can I make some, something intentional? Intentional, what I mean by that is that if you've set, you know, if you sat down and creating your, your, your vision plan or your roadmap and where you're going in life, what are the things that are slowly moving the needle towards those three, five, ten-year goals? And it, it could just be a simple win. You know, maybe if you're trying to get a big new contract, um, but your first step might be making some connection to know somebody within that organization. So that, for me, would be a small win. It'd be intentional. I want to connect with this person to be intentional about my, my goal in a, a year or three years to get that contract. You had an average education. So what was your personal and business journey? My personal journey, you know, I had a, a fairly stable, you know, family life growing up. My, my mother was a doctor. My dad was a, a Presbyterian minister. And I had a, you know, just a really good life growing up. Um, my family liked to travel, um, loved to play sports. So yeah, really good um, personal family life and business. I think the game changer for me was when I moved to the States back in 99. You know, I'd gone out there the previous year on vacation, I got just gone through a divorce, you know, just challenges of work. My work wasn't really going anywhere back in Scotland. So when I moved to the States and, and 
spent a few weeks in Scottsdale, Arizona, I thought, why are there all these people driving in beautiful cars, living in these beautiful houses, or maybe their second or third houses? What, what am I doing wrong? So when I got back to Scotland a few weeks later, and I'm sitting in my living room with the rain bouncing off the windows, it's cold and wet, I thought I need to do something to be, again, be intentional about how I want to live my life. So I, I moved to the States. I, after figuring out the whole social security, my credit, I thought, you know, let's start a business because that's how I felt as a lot of these people were being successful. So I started my own business in 2001. And yeah, I didn't quite realize at that time how big it was going to grow. But again, just my my competitiveness, my hard work ethic kicked in, and I had that exit in 2016. What is passion for you? So you wrote about passion, about discipline, about will to succeed. Are those uh, some kind of driving forces for you? or? Yeah, they, they very much driving forces. I say I'm super competitive. Um, I, I just feel as though, I think once I, I figured out when I moved to the States and realized that if, if you just put your mind to it and you set your goals and you, you surround yourself with the right people, that's super important. If you have those mentors and coaches and other entrepreneurs, then you, you can put your mind to, to anything you want. So, you know, that's combined with the hard work then yeah, I, I think nothing's impossible. What was your daily routine back then? And what's your daily routine now? So my daily routine back when I had my business, I mean, I had, you know, 350 plus employees, you know, we were doing about 20 million. So, yeah, in theory, it seemed like a lot of work, but by then I'd built a really tremendous team. Um, so that allowed me to spend 20 hours a week. So I was up at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. I was out training. Wow, 3.30? Yeah. And I was out there on my bike. I was out there on my run. And I did all my stuff. And then I'd roll into work about 8.30. But I knew that my team had already had all the goals or KPIs to be successful. And then I would leave in the afternoon. I would leave about 3.34 and go and do my swimming afternoon. So I, I had to make sure I was super disciplined to be able to do my business, my training, and obviously have enough time for my family as well. I had, you know, I have now five kids. So, um, yeah, I had to be super disciplined. I had to really plan ahead of me. Now, in terms of now, I, I'm not doing triathlons as much as I am, but I'm still up at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning because the business coaching business I now have is, again, I want to make sure I'm growing it. So I'm, you know, want to knock it out of the park. I want to take care of my clients. So, but training's important to me. Family's important to me. It's just slight, little, bit, little adjustments here and there. Why the Iron Man mindset? How, I mean, can you explain the name of the book? The name of it comes from whether it be 
dealing with triathlons, Ironman races, or in business, or even personally, every single day we're faced with some type of challenge. You know, whether it be somebody close to you getting ill, whether it be you're getting sued in your business, or maybe there's clients unhappy, or maybe some challenges with your partner. Every single day you're getting some type of challenge. So there's two directions you can go. You can either, you know, just have a bad attitude. You can get just really depressed or, or you fight through those challenges and you look at what your ultimate goal, where where are you going in the future? Um, Whether it be with your family, whether it be some successful exit, whether it just be surrounding yourself by family. So those were the things that I felt as though were really key towards your developing that Ironman mindset is fighting through those challenges that you're facing every single day. And even if you are knocked down, then get back up. You know, that's nothing to, to it. I mean, I, I you know, it's been challenging for us all during COVID over the last 18 months. And, you know, my, I would call my dad and say, hey, what, what's going on? He was back in the UK and it was super locked down over there. And he was just so depressed. And, and I said, well, why are you listening to the news? All they want to do is sell that drama, send all the bad news. So turn off the news, lock, lock that away and figure out, you know, focus on when you're going to see your family. And, you know, read positive books, listen to the podcast. Look at all that positive stuff you can focus on. Can you immerse a little bit more into your mindset? Into my mindset? I suppose um, it is a positive one, as I can as, as I can feel it. Oh, super positive. I mean, I'll, I'll have, you know, I'll, I'll have some tough times, but, you know, if, I've, if I lose a client or something, then, yeah, I'll, I'll be... You know, down for an hour or two, but that's not going to do me anything. So I just, I just shape it off. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go for a run. Maybe I'll just figure something out um, to focus my uh, positivity on. I, I have my vision board on my wall. I sit down with my family every December, and we'll create our vision board for the year. So what are the things that I really need to get that positivity back in my life? So that, that's my mindset. I'm always positive i'm always focusing the good stuff uh, i know that things are going to happen and there's a really good saying i i you know big believer in is only think good things happen on the other side of fear so usually when i find that if you go into a fearful situation with something you're just completely foreign to you or something that's really stressful then normally something positive is going to come out of it, meaning that even if it doesn't go the way you want it to, you're going to learn from that so that next time that happens, you're going to be better prepared for that scenario. How, how are you dealing with, with the context you are immersed into? I, I'm just... Yeah, I just, I'm, I surround myself with amazing entrepreneurs or surround myself with an amazing family. I, I take great pride in working with people either on a one-on-one basis 
or in a business and pushing them to the limits. So I just feel as though since I've sold my business and I've learned a lot, I made a lot of mistakes when selling, that I feel as though my purpose now in life is to make a positive impact on others. So that, that just frames up my mindset on a daily basis. What did you learn from them in in last year or so? I, le <laughs> I learned not to listen to politicians and uh -huh. not listen to the news. <laughs> But, you know, I... Yeah, it was it was definitely challenging for us all with with COVID and seeing businesses. Um, but I, I've also learned that from those challenges, there has been some amazing opportunities that have come out of it. And if you focus on the right things, then you could typically take advantage. Of it. A, a great phrase I used to use a lot is with especially my clients is that now's your opportunity to land grab. When people are so focused on the negativity and they're just they're beating themselves up in the scenario you're in, then take advantage of that. Go in and grab market share. Go in and improve your business. Go in and take advantage of other people sleeping at the wheel. What's your sweetest dream? My sweetest dream? That's a great question. Um, my sweetest dream is to... to allow my family to have opportunities that I experienced and take it to another level. So that I, I, I'm not necessarily a fan of college. I'm a fan of life experience. And that means going to other countries around the world, experiencing their cultures, learning from people, talking to people. So nothing would take me more pleasure than providing that experience for them what's your relationship with with your clients i have a tremendous relationship with them i mean i just i i'm a big fan of the nps the net promoter score sent out a survey last week and yeah i was rated all nines and tens because i i feel as though I'm honest with them. I want nothing from the best from them. I make myself available 24-7, even if they're facing either business or personal challenges, and that they can share anything with me. So I, I, I love my clients. I just, nothing makes me happier than just do my best for them. How would you describe your job? I've got the best job in the world. I I feel as though I'm that that sports coach that can understand my teammates, my clients, and I, I know where to where I need to press harder and challenge them. Where I need to back off and let them have their space, but understand how to deal with every single client in a different way. And I, I just, I just love being put in that. I just feel as though I'm so grateful to be able to, to share that with them, and and I almost used my opportunities and my experience over the last 20 years to help them make less mistakes than I did.
Are you more cognitive or emotional person? Definitely not emotional. <laughs> you ask my wife that, and uh, <laughs> she'll, she'll just laugh. No, I'm I'm cognitive. I'm just I'm, I'm just very matter of fact. I I think I've just been put through so many situations in business and personal that I hide my emotions. But I think that's that works in good and bad ways. Bad ways probably more personally, but good ways I'm able to not get my clients excited and just be able to deal with it in a matter-of-fact way. Any goals for next year or so? I, I, I want to become the largest coaching organization in the green industry and service companies in the US and Canada. Um, I feel as though I'm beginning to get towards the, the green industry has been the largest coaching organization, but I want to expand that to other service industries. Um, so that's my goal for next year and build, build my team. Can you tell more about uh, coaching in green industry? Yeah, so the, the green industry, green industry, you know, landscape companies, tree companies. I want to become the best coaching organization out there. I have some great coaches on my team. I want to get some more coaches on my team, and and allow them to go into to companies and help them scale up their business. Come in and look from a different angle and figure out what are some of the the roadblocks in getting them to a higher revenue higher profitability so i really want to build out because i feel as though there's such a great need for that it's definitely an underserved market right now and i feel as though with my skill sets and my team skill sets that there's something that we can uh, improve our industry dramatically any specific coaching model we typically use uh, scaling up with Vern Harnish is our main um, platform. We we also have uh, Traction EOS is another system. I, I try and do a, a hybrid model based on what coaching companies or what, what clients need, their size of the business, what type of business. Um, but to provide those exercises, that platform, along with my experience and just my accountability, uh, and that's I feel as though that's my recipe for success. Please give us intro to your book, The Iron Man Mindset. So The Iron Man Mindset is, you know, it's a, it's a small book. It's a fairly quick read, 100, 120 pages. You can get that through Amazon and through my website. But it, it talks about the, the framework, the road roadmap you need to uh, improve your business, improve yourself personally. It talks about building out your team within your business, hiring the right people, and make sure you have the right people to take your business to the next level. And then lastly, the main thing is talk about, you know, make sure if you have some type of weakness in your business, whether it be financial, whether it be sales, make sure you're surrounding yourself, you have those people to help push you in those areas. So simple reads, but highly effective. I've, I've had rave reviews from my clients and a lot of the people that bought my book. So um, yeah, well recommended, of course.
Where can we find more about you and your work? So two, two areas is uh, through my website, the radixgroupllc.com. You can learn about my courses, my coaching platform, uh, all the material, the content and have on there. And then the second area is through LinkedIn, Robert Klinkenbeard on LinkedIn. And uh, I have a podcast. I have the LinkedIn, a lot of content I'm happy to share. Um, so, yeah, that's the two main areas that people can come and check me out. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik.